0: While we're having the kids head back to their seats, we're going to head to our Bible readings next, and we're going to start with Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 to 5. So if you want to find that in a Bible, it should be up behind me on the screen. If you have a church Bible, it is on page 719. So that's Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 to 5. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places are plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And our second reading today comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 21 to 32. So if you're following along in a church Bible, that's on page 1027. Uh, So it's Luke chapter 2, 21 to 32. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord
1: Promises matter, and that's what we're going to be looking at today. Uh, just on the front of the leaflet is just where I'm taking us with the passages we're looking at. And we're just going to spend a few moments just reflecting on, uh, these promises and the joy that Christmas brings. Uh, and so my prayer is that this will be something that will encourage you. Uh, if you love Jesus, something that will remind you, uh, this, this Christmas season. And if you're not sure where you are with God, it's a good chance for you to reflect on why jesus is saying to you today just like simeon you can see the glory of the lord so let's do that together now let me pray heavenly father we thank you for our time together we thank you that we uh can hear from you and your word and so we pray that we'll do that now and that we'll be uh, challenged to uh, love jesus who's come into the world Amen. Now, when you came in today, if I greeted you, what did I say? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I said, Merry Christmas to everyone. That's what everyone says at Christmas, although sometimes now, because we've got to be all politically correct and we can't, we just say season's greetings, but forgetting that um, can of worms. Merry Christmas, right? Merry Christmas. Merry. It's something we... Are merry about and joyful about. What does the word merry mean? Well, we're not going to go into semantics about words for today, although I'd love to do that with you at another point. Merry kind of just gives you the idea that it's something to be happy about, or it kind of has roots in the idea of being jovial when you're in a party and even, even you know, when drinking together and eating together. It's kind of that jovial idea. But the reality is, while it might not sound right to our ears, a better greeting at Christmas time is joyful Christmas. Because joy is far deeper. Joy is something that you can even have when life is really really hard. Joy is something that you can have at the same time as being in grief. Joy is something someone who is dealing with the horrible things of the bushfires that we're facing, the pain, the heartache, of all of that, still have all that heartache and still have a joy in something that's bigger at the same time. How is that possible? Am I speaking nonsense or is that possible? Well, I think the message of Christmas highlights that joy to us we saw already with the kids that there is a promise made promises matter has anyone promised anything this christmas to anyone not a rhetorical question has anyone made any promises to kids to other family members to friends i, promise I promised i clean the shed thank you jen Some promises are not fulfilled but that doesn't mean they won't be. There are some promises God made that will be fulfilled in the future and I'm going to go with that one to try and get out of trouble. See, we make promises all the time. If you make a promise to your kids and you don't keep it, they'll remind you about it. God wants his people to know that there is a promise of salvation that goes beyond even this world. And that is why we started with Isaiah. That was a prophet hundreds of years before Jesus was even on the scene and he was talking about a suffering servant in these chapters. And we see in Isaiah 40, we read, and it's on your outline uh, there, speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for. Now, there's a lot that we could unpack when we look at Isaiah But what I wanted to point to us today is is that God is saying to his people, the Israelites, you have a big problem between me and you, and it's sin. And the only way we can actually get past that promise is if it's dealt with, if it's paid for. And there is a promise that it will be completed. And if we read a little bit further on, we read in verse 5, The glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That your problem with God, Israel, and if we were to jump into now, our problem with God is going to be contrasted with God's glory and that promise of salvation that comes with God's glory. It's a beautiful picture that if it's true... If it's real, it goes beyond every day and even the pain and heartache that we all feel at different times in our life, don't we? But this story does take a really strange twist. And for us who love Jesus, we kind of forget how odd it is and how bizarre it is that this promise happens to begin in a backwater town in a place where there wasn't even a right place for a baby to be born where no one thought anything was special about it we see the promise arrives with a small baby and in Luke chapter 2 verse 10 and that's on your outline an angel said do not be afraid I bring you great good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You see, what has just been said by an angel to declare is that there is a King. That's why he said David. Because David was the king and they were waiting for a king to come. And he's going to be the Lord, the ruler of all. And he's born in this really bizarre place that seems so unimportant, so insignificant. But he is the one who is the king and Lord and ruler of all. And every single promise that is made in the Old Testament, this whole section of the Bible, every promise that is made in some way is fulfilled or will be fulfilled, by this baby. That is why this Christmas our theme had been small baby big deal because this small baby fulfills every promise as this baby doesn't stay small and doesn't stay a baby as it takes the cross that you and I deserve and conquers death and rises again. You see The Christmas story seems like a fun nativity scene. It seems like a time of getting together and all those things are good. But when we scratch underneath the surface, what do we see? We see the God of the universe saying, I have made big, big promises. Bigger than promising to clean a shed. Bigger than promising to love someone you're going to spend the rest of your life with, as, as uh, Meredith said that she uh, has done with Peter. Bigger than any promise you can possibly make. Think of the biggest promise you've made in your life and it doesn't compare to what God's promising. Because he is promising a saviour for all eternity. That is what he's doing. That is why Christmas Is great for us to spend a moment on Christmas Day and reflect on that. So can you see how, if this is the promise, we can have great, great joy? This Christmas Day is an arrival that brings great personal joy. And what I want you to do now is just, in a sense, be selfish for just a moment. Because we're gonna not, we're gonna end with not being selfish. But I want you to be selfish in a moment in that sense. I want you to just think about you and God and the promise and how it should bring you joy. Because that is what the story I think Simeon shows us. Here was a guy, Jen read us the, 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 what happened there. Simeon was told, you will not die until you see God's salvation. And Simeon was waiting and waiting and waiting. And imagine it. He's got clarity in his mind that God is promising salvation for all eternity. And in verse 28, look what happens. Simeon took him in his arms. That's astounding. He is holding the small baby Jesus and what he is looking at is the one who is going to bring salvation for all of humanity for all time. He is holding that baby. And he responds the only way you and I should respond, praising God. So I want you to think right now this Christmas, do you have great personal joy when you see Jesus? Now, if I was to come up and say, you're going to get to see Jesus, he's going to turn up, and you're not going to get to hold him because he's bigger now, but he's literally going to physically turn up, I would be lying to you because that's not how we see Jesus today. He has risen from the dead, ascended to heaven, and he's reigning and waiting for his return. And unless he returns and we're still alive, we don't see him that way. We see him as we open up God's words and we hear what he has done for us. And we are challenged to think, did God, who made you, who loves you, come real into your life so that you can have great joy for all eternity? It's an arrival that brings personal joy. Look at what he goes on to say. He says, verse 29, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Friends, have your eyes seen the salvation of Jesus? Can I encourage you this Christmas to think on this Jesus, who, however you thought of him in the past. He is the one who gives you great peace, as Simeon says. He is the one who gives you hope beyond this life have your eyes seen the salvation of jesus if you're not sure where you are with god i'd love to talk to you about it over summer we're doing a series you can see on the back there on satisfaction and basically it is all the things that we have satisfaction in life does god give us better satisfaction and la- more lasting satisfaction And so it's a great time for us to do, if you're not away on holidays, we'd love you to join us. So we've spent some time thinking on ourselves and I hope you see that the response is joy. We're going to finish today, a bit later, after we pray, with a song on joy. But, if this is something that is joyful for you and you've made that thought, this cannot stay... A selfish thing that just you take on board and you keep for yourself, can it? An arrival of this baby brings great joy for all people. Look at look how verse thirty one goes. Your eyes, uh, for my eyes have seen your salvation, and he goes on, which you have prepared in the sight of not just me, Simeon, of all nations. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel and the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. If you have this joy, it's a joy that springs out from you and wanting to share with others the great joy that God has come, that he is God with us. Let me, let me, uh, Finish by reflecting on a moment at Carol's on Sunday. Uh, some of you there, some of you went. It was a great, great afternoon and thank you everyone to make it, ma- make it happen. Uh, there was lots of effort going, uh, behind the scenes and there was lots of friends and family and visitors. But there was one family that I thought was wonderful that came along. It was a family, um, from Japan who had no contact with us or church whatsoever. They saw our sign. I thought they'd come because they'd been here a few years and I thought, we've got no idea of what Christmas is about. And they came and when uh, Steema was talking to them, they said, is it okay if we're here? What do we respond to that? Like how, it's almost like we want to burst out and say, like 100% yes, of course, it's the very reason. This is for all nations. And, and if you don't know anything about Christmas, we love that you're here. Isn't that a great thing, that 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 is the kind of thing that we can have happen? As we grow, over the years, we want more and more people who are maybe apathetic to Jesus, maybe like that family, have no concept of Jesus. Whether they've lived in Golden Grove all their life or they've come from overseas or interstate, they have no concept or haven't truly seen Jesus. We want them to see the joy of this small baby who is a big deal. I want you to have a wonderful uh, rest of the day. If today is uh, difficult difficult for you, uh, I pray that you uh, can be encouraged by something far bigger than just one day. The eternity of the promise and the joy that it brings. Let me pray, and then we're going to finish our time together um, with Luke coming up and leading us in prayer and then uh, the the band, Corolla and uh, Tyson. I was trying to come up with a name for them. Um, Corolla and Tyson are going to lead us in the singing Joy, Unspeakable Joy. And then you can head on off to whatever you've got on today. Love, love that you're here and um, we'll see you over summer uh, if you're around. Let me pray and then Luke, you can continue in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can uh, see promises... How promises matter in our life, but promises are far better when they come from you. And so now we pray, as we continue to pray, as Luke comes up, that we will have personal unspeakable joy and want that to overflow into who we are and to who we share it with. Amen.